Scary Godmother Halloween Spooktacular is loads of fun for the whole family. Available on DVD and VHS September 14th. Are we... I need you to know you're terrible at counting. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I. Yes, uh, ma math is not my strong suit, and counting is just l linear ass math. Linear ass math. Now let me be clear. There End is a so there is a song by the band Kirby Crackle, which is called Booty Do Math, which sounds like it's like a sexy rock song, but then it's just math for the whole song. So you know, I it's... I like the quadratic formula song. I like the triangulation song from the Phineas and Ferb Night of the Living Pharmacists special. That is a good song. Yes, yes. Um, I, okay, okay. Are we? Are you ready for my spooky Halloween intro? Uh, I'm gonna try to be. Okay, you gotta be ready. I'm going to do, uh, I want to do a different one. It's October. Mm -hmm. As you know, this is our first podcast of October. We'll have four episodes in October, minimum. Ideally. Uh, and and so <clears throat> what I think what I think I'm going to do is I'll introduce each one as a different spooky guy. Okay. Okay. So okay. I, I'm going to start. I know you don't like when I do Tim Curry, so I won't do Tim Curry. Oh, I'm going to do the doctor from Halloween, Dr. Okay. Loomis, Donald I, I will not be making eye contact Please with you. Please picture me as a short, bald British man who is carrying a loaded gun trying to kill a mental patient. And I would request you either picture him in a lab coat or a trench coat. A trench coat is ideal, um, but if, listen, last, like worst case scenario, picture me in a little brown suit like Columbo. Dr. Loomis and Columbo wear the exact same thing. By the um, way. And just so you guys this, know, Danny has very, very dark brown eyes where yes. they almost look black. So imagine being terrified. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> And I will not be looking at him. Okay, good. <clears throat> Welcome to the pants are too tight. I'm Dr. Samuel Loomis. When I first encountered the podcast 15 years ago, I was told there was nothing left. No remorse, no reason. Not even the most rudimentary sense of right and wrong, good and evil. I met a six-year-old boy with the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Call the police. Tell him. Tell him he's still on the loose. Tell him I shot him. Is this some kind of joke? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. I shot him six times. That's my favorite dun, dun, part dun, dun, of any dun, Halloween dun. movie is Dr. Loomis screams, I shot him six times. It's perfect. Danny's doing a real, um, how I say, uh, Buzz Lightyear karate mm. chop with his arm while saying I shot him six times. You've got a friend in me, Michael. You've got a friend in me. Bum, 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 bum. When the road looks rough ahead. Remember that was my ringtone for so long, not during yeah. Halloween season. Yeah. Uh, it was. It, was it because you saw the Paranorman trailer? No, it was because I was. So I had my little NV3, and it was at the time when people would forward those messages to like X amount of people, and it had like a little yeah. song bite at the bottom. And if they sent it to you, you could save it to your phone. And I was like, ooh, a free ringtone. So I saved it. It was supposed to be like a creepy one that was like, if you don't forward this, oh, you'll yeah. get like murdered in your sleep. And I didn't forward it. But I kept the sound bite and I made it my ringtone and it scared everyone every time that it rang. And yeah. there were some really dramatic moments where it played very nicely. Last Halloween, I was in, um, it was just like the week of Halloween. It was like October. They had the Halloween decorations up and I was in the, uh, the dining hall. Mm -hmm. At my my college, back when we could go to real schools, and um, they they had Halloween songs playing, mm -hmm. and the Halloween theme came on, and this was, I believe, it wasn't the version from the movie H two O. I think it was from Halloween Resurrection, but it just sounded like such a fucking dance track, yeah. like it, like it's a spooky song when it's like the you know the piano or like the you know that back that backing track comes in and it's the bomb. Bum, bum. There's like that dramatic music behind it, but the version that I was that they were playing was just dun 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 like and it was just like I was getting me hyped up. I was getting pumped for Halloween, and then of course I spent Halloween night. My I didn't have a good costume, and normally I I go I go hard on a costume. I was speaking of Buzz Lightyear's judo chop action. I was Mrs. Nesbitt one year where I got a Buzz Lightyear costume. Easily his best costume That's my ever. best Halloween costume I've ever done. I dressed up as Buzz Lightyear. I cut off the arm. I stuffed it like a pillow. So I And then I got the hat and the apron. And I walked around carrying my own arm 
with the like and I painted the hat and I painted the apron and it, it's my favorite costume I've ever done. It's amazing. I um, request that you're Mrs. Nesbitt every year from now on. I honestly if I if I still fit in that Buzz Lightyear costume, um which is doubtful. That was that was a while ago. But yeah, I I I I like Halloween. I do like dressing up. I like having multiple costumes. Me too. Um, it just sucks when you get older. There's like not anywhere to wear it if you're like yeah. not going out to a party and if you're not trick or treating it's like cool let me sit in my living room alone in a costume honestly one halloween i just chilled out in a stay puff marshmallow man costume and watched uh, a really old movie and it was so relaxing and then uh this was like the end of high school we really did go out trick or treating and that part was more exhausting that was less fun than just <laughs> sitting there in a suit I- would love to go trick-or-treating every year yeah like if it was socially acceptable for adults to trick-or-treat i yeah. would and that's why i have to get a child can i pitch you something go ahead you're kind of you're short like just wear a oh, mask i could go and people people still think i'm a child yeah, i could look... pass problem is anyone i want to go with doesn't so mm, ronaldo's too tall Stop. Oh, Ronaldo could play your um, your like your dad or something like creepy as that is because he's your boyfriend. That's horrifying. Well, you I could just be your like your, your guardian, your court appointed uh, uh, specter. I don't know what you call someone who watches a kid, a babysitter. Be, be your nanny, a nanny named Fran. Bow. I the last time I went trick or treating, I felt a little old to be doing it at the time. Not because. I felt old, but everyone was looking at me a little weird. Yeah. Everyone that knew me that lives around here was kind of like, what? So you got to drive. You know what? The people. I think I was a freshman yeah. in college. No, a sophomore in college, actually. Back when there was real school, I uh, I, I went to a, a college in New Jersey, where we're from, and we would drive up to, like, the the, the people would talk about, like, for Halloween, like, you drive up to like this nice neighborhood. It's the neighborhood where uh, Stephen Colbert lives. Oh. It's like less than an hour away from the school, and uh, you know you just get all the good candy from these like rich people. Yeah. Who, by the way, if you're rich, don't live in New Jersey. Like, what are you doing? Like, they're the only ones that can afford the property tax. W- right? Like, why would you if you make a fortune? Why spend it on property tax to live no, here? The, the rich areas of New Jersey are really nice. They I, really are. I like, accidentally drove to a rich person place. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, uh, this was a, about a month ago. <laughs> I was visiting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to visit my friend. It's like one of the only people I've seen during the whole quarantine. And we had made plans and we were going to go out to the zoo. We're going to the zoo. We're, we're going, going to, to the, the zoo. zoo. And, and they were, were going to see some animals. But they I was, didn't. So I was going to go to the zoo with my friend because it's, you know, it's outside and you can walk around and wear a mask and look at some monkeys or whatever. So I drive uh, two hours in the wrong direction. <laughs> and it was an hour-long drive to get to him, so I spent three hours in the car that day, totally missed the zoo, was so sweaty when I arrived, and I had, uh, in the car, I had a bit of an accident where I was drinking my soda, <laughs> and I spilled it on my crotch, and I go, yeah, oh no, sure. he's gonna think I wazzed in my pants. Now, I could just get out of the car and say, I spilled Coke on my pants, mm-hmm. and he would be like, okay, because we're adults, and no one's going to think I pissed my pants and tried <laughs> to lie about it, because that would be weird. So then I was like trying to dab the Coke off my crotch while I'm driving down the parkway, and I like it wouldn't come out. It was just, I was going to have like a sugary stain on my pants, so I was like, I got to take one for the team here. I got to bite the bullet. I take a bottle of water and I'm like, surely this will help get up the Coke. And I completely douse my pants while I'm driving the car. Mind you, I've been in the car for two hours already, so I'm not happy. And I had driven to this like fancy rich person neighborhood and I was like, my friend is loaded. Like I did, like I didn't, like I knew his parents were doing okay. Like, you know, I, it doesn't take much to impress me, but he's fucking loaded. And I got outside and I was like, hey, I'm outside your house. And he was like, I'm standing outside my house. I don't see you. And I called him and I was like, hey, buddy, you live on, uh, I'll make up a street. You live on uh, Elm Street? And he was like, yeah, Elm Street in um, uh, Baba City. And I was like, oh, no, I'm in Elm Street in Duda City, which is two hours in the wrong direction. He's like, literally the only direction. He's a straight line to drive to him, just south. I went north, two hours. 
<laughs> I'm such a, a yutz. Uh, anyway, this so is I was. My favorite it's, story. It's I'm ever in the car. Happened. I've been in the car for two hours. I'm sweating like crazy because uh, the air conditioning had broken in the car. It's been fixed since. Danny, but you gotta was... put that bottle of water down. So I pour <laughs> the water all over my my pants, and then I'm dabbing it up, and it did help. But my pants were a little bit wet along like the sort of seam, uh -huh. the fly of the pant, which is the worst place to have the wetness. And so as I enter his house, I'm like hiking my pants up to my tits like an old man. And I'm trying to pull my shirt down as much as possible and just be like a normal guy. Anyway, so I, I did have a nice time once I saw him. <laughs> what a weird train that we went down. Halloween! Halloween. Um, we're... We gotta get our, our costuming on. Yeah. Um. I yeah, wanted to be Ray from Star Wars. Yeah. Because I believe that I I look like Ray from Star Wars. But like a baby. But like a baby. <laughs> and uh, there's no good Ray costumes. Mm -hmm. I have to get it on eBay if I want it, or like some online shop. Because you don't want the force of uh, the Rise of no, Skywalker. No, well, because they don't sell it in stores at all for adult women. Because oh. they don't. The adult costuming selection is ridiculous. This is one of my bones to pick with Spirit Halloween. This is what we're talking about next week, I've decided. Bone. We're going to talk about my issue okay. with Halloween costumes. Um, but just to jump off of that, I have not found a good Ray costume. It's one of those ones where it's like, you know, a small fits a size four to six, but yeah. I'm not that size. And You're tiny. And But I can't fit in a child's costume, so they're just like, fuck the people in the middle. Yeah. Can I recommend something? Yeah. Fat kid costume. For like a child, the problem with that is, quite frankly, um, while it fits the hips, mm. it does not fit the chest. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there, Molly. Yeah. We've all had to get all of our Halloween costumes professionally tailored. And I'd make it myself, but that feels like a weird one to be able to make. I must feel like I should just wrap myself in ace bandage because that's what she looks I like. I mean, you could just be a mummy at that point. Yeah, which I don't want to be. I want to be Ray. You don't want to be a mummy? No. You always said you wanted kids. Happy uh, Halloween. Uh, all right. Why don't we tell them about today's topic eyes. on the pants are too tight. Thank you. Today's topic. Did we say topic. that I'm Molly and you're Danny? I have no idea. We might have forgotten. I'll, either way, I'm Molly. That's Danny. This is the pants are too tight. It's the best name for a podcast It's a ever. show about the little things those things we're obsessed with, both good and bad. It's a show about the nagging cruel, darkest aspects of society. They gnaw at you in the nighttime, don't they, Michael? Yes, of course. You can't reasonably sleep anymore. You're wondering. You're watching. The pants, they're too tight and they pull at you, Michael. Esteemed guests, if I don't make it through to this podcast, it is because Danny has creeped me out and I've left the building. Elvis has left the building, Michael. Danny, why don't you tell them about today's topic? Today's topic is horror movies for weenies, dorks, and scaredy cats. It is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Um, I, like so many uh, brave uh, people, I, I, I suffer from being a wimp. And I don't like horror movies at all. I have spoken many times previously on this podcast. Despite the relatively short run of this podcast, I have talked many times about my distaste for, for films in the horror genre. I don't like to be scared, and I don't like to be spooked. And I do not care for anything mysterious, spooky, altogether ooky. I, I, I like things nice and normal. So, the horror films that I do enjoy, it's a very short list and that's what i'm presenting here to the audience today molly horror movies that are totally safe for weenies like me weenie approved today's episode is brought to you by weenie hut jr weenie hut jr <laughs> um yeah i i have a weird relationship to horror films i loved horror films as a kid in concept i think that I so desperately as a child wanted to like horror movies despite having never really seen any that I just kind of convinced myself that I would like them should yeah. they be a thing. The first horror movie I think I ever watched was the remake Friday of Friday the 13th. Yeah. I was there. You were there I think when I pretended to watch it for the first I time. I was much younger than you. I watched it for the first time on my portable DVD player upstairs mm. and then lied and watched it for the the oh. second time saying it was the first time with my family downstairs i was horrified by that remake of friday the 13th um mostly not really because of the murder 
more because there were naked people. Yes, there. That was what I was not expecting. Like it was, I. I mean, I was very young yeah. at the time. I think I was in maybe sixth grade. I don't even know. It would have been around but, uh, 07, 08. 07. Danny, that is not true. I was not in fourth grade. No, the hol- the the remake of Friday the Thirteenth came out. Oh, in 2007, it wasn't when it came out. It was, and then. We watched the Simpsons movie relatively soon after, which was also like 2008. Maybe 2008. I was I'll very you. young. I will. I will. If, say I, I would say 2008. Young. I think I could have been in sixth grade by then. The Bush I, years were winding let's down. See. Third grade, I was. 2006 was done with that. Fourth grade would be 2007. Fifth grade. This yeah, that would have really been. That would have been the fall of sixth to. grade. So yeah. Anyway, the fall of sixth grade, <laughs> like the fall of Saigon. I was on the last chapter out, uh, chopper out of sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I was. No, um, yeah. yeah, so that was the first horror movie I saw. And because I wasn't afraid of that, I was like, I like horror movies, not remotely thinking that like this is just a bad Continuing horror movie. the Vietnam movie, uh, the Vietnam metaphor, you said, I like the horror. <laughs> the horror. Um, Apocalypse Now is a movie. That's my little riff I do <laughs> whenever I reference Apocalypse Now. That's a good one. Apocalypse Now is a movie. Um, but yeah, uh, and then I had a string after that where I really did. And I had a stroke. A stroke. Then I had a string after that where I really did like horror movies. Like for some reason, middle school, early high school, I really had no problem watching them. And then I got to college, maybe my last year of high school, beginning of college. And horror movies kind of started to get to me a little bit more. Yeah. And then I watched it, and that kind of ruined horror for me. Yeah. No, actually, I'm sorry to backtrack. Before that was The Conjuring 2, and that was the first movie I was ever terrified of, and I couldn't sleep. And my friend Alex saw it um, a week like after I did, Yeah. and she was like, Molly, this is crazy. But can I please come sleep at your house? Uh. I'm home alone. <laughs> and I just, I said, did you just watch The Conjuring 2? Oh. And she said, yes. And I said, come over right away. Oh. I understand. I couldn't sleep either. And that was, that's one of the few movies that really got, but that was the first one that got me. And then when I saw It, it wasn't scary in the theater like I thought. I had some good jump scares. Um, but then after that, I was like, I've seen the clown every time yeah. I close my eyes. Molly, he has a name. I don't want to say it. Well, it's not Beetlejuice. You can say Pennywise. I know, but then I'm starting to picture it already. I'm getting freaked out. But yeah, so then now I don't know where I stand on horror movies. Molly won't let me do. I, I, Molly, there's a lot of voices I do that Molly doesn't like. Correct. But the one that I will respect her wishes not to do is Pennywise. Yeah. I won't do a Pennywise voice. I will do Tim Curry, who was Pennywise at a time, but she's not scared of that one so much. No, but I am scared of Tim Curry. I think he's one of the creepiest <laughs> men alive. Don't do it. Um, what was that? Molly, did you hear that sound from the rafters? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Smashing. exactly what he'd sound like in the rafters. Um, I'm in the ducts. But yeah, I definitely like horror movies more than you. Oh, absolutely. I hate horror movies. I am terrified by them. Uh, uh, the last horror movie I saw in a theater was the 2018 version of Halloween, and I cried multiple times. I still have to see that. That is my goal. It's um, fantastic. I am I watching wept. all I, the Halloweens this yeah. October. That's the goal. Oh, I I've been watching some of them too. Um, th- so so, let me let me just again reiterate the premise. I don't like horror movies. Yeah. I am easily terrified, and 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 horror is one of those genres that filmmakers who work in horror are are a lot of them are geniuses, and they can make really effective films. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I wish comedy had like the hit rate that horror has because the people who do horror are so good at pushing the little button in your brain that makes you scared. And comedy filmmakers, there's a lot more misses than hits. I'm pretty excited for your list, honestly. Really? Because I have a very interesting concept for you, like of you, where I have this theory where I don't think you actually don't like horror movies. Yeah. I think you're just afraid that you don't like horror movies. No, because it, <laughs> I have watched you enjoy many a horror movie. Yeah. So I'm curious which ones you're going to pick out here and, and if your reasoning. You had to, if you had been in that theater with me during the new Halloween movie, you would not doubt any. Oh, of this. I've seen you get scared. I you're a jump scare kind my of man. My arm was in my mouth. It looked like when SpongeBob gets so nervous he hand. eats his hand. I know. Literally, and my feet were shriveled up on the movie seat. 
I it would mom our mother stopped and told like are you okay in the middle of a movie she had to make sure I wasn't because I was so freaking do out. Do these movies because like I'm very much in the theater I'm scared yeah. I'm I suffer from jump scares terribly like you could yeah breathe in a little deep and I'm gonna have a jump scare but um do you, does it stick with you after the film when you see a scary movie? Uh, that's one thing I don't think I have as bad. I'm not as scared of like you know I saw. A spooky movie and now for the next few days i'm checking around every corner and you know okay so you but, just don't like your heart rate getting up what well, well hold on now <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear about something molly <laughs> i saved it from being you disgusting you don't, you by don't, don't like the the jump scares uh there are other things that increase someone's heart rate that i'm perfectly fine with i'm talking about caffeine you perv no i uh i i i um I don't know, cause but but there are times where it has stuck with me just in terms of feeling unpleasant. I saw "Don't Breathe." Uh, I told this story. <laughs> I, well, it wasn't a command. <laughs> no, I was so afraid to see that movie. I can't yeah. believe you who doesn't like horror movies end up watching. That. I was dragged I was there so on a relatively early date in a relationship, and mm. I was like, I didn't want to be a coward, so I went. And then afterwards, I. I did not want to speak to the girl for several days because I was so disgusted and mm. just unhappy with the way the movie made me feel. It like, ooh. That's that one stuck with you. My first date was a horror movie. My first date was supposed to be Scream 4, which I was so excited for because yeah. I had recently finally seen the Screams. And then uh, we couldn't get in because it was rated R and we didn't know that. Oh. Um, and then, um, so I saw Insidious instead. That was the first one, my first date. Good old-fashioned PG-13 Sixth horror. grade. No, eighth grade. Eighth grade, sorry. What fun. Yeah, first date. Well, uh, anyway, at any rate. <clears throat> your list. I now present to the world a list of horror movies that are safe for dweebs. If you if you want to if you want to seem like you have a knowledge of horror movies, but you are actually scared of them, this is the way to go. These are these are weenie certified. They are they are uh, some of them are scary. I will tell you the ones that are actually still pretty scary. OK, but rest assured, I am a complete an utter dweeb, and I have made it through every one of these movies. So, uh, here we go. I have separated them into sort of a categories. I okay. had I had five kinds of horror movies. Okay. Okay. So we have you know your classic like nineteen thirties horror movies. We have the early. Uh, hey, we have the the sort of early slasher movies from like the sixties. Then we have the seventies where things get real gross real fast. 70s horror movies are just the nastiest, grimiest things. Then we've got 80s horror movies, which is when horror was big. That's when we had 10 Nightmare on Elm Streets and 10 Friday the 13ths and 100 sequels to everything. So 80s horror movie is its own little category. And then lastly, before we say, there's two, all modern horror movies are too scary for me. I'll say it. They're all too scary. When do you classify modern starting? Uh, sort of early 2000s. Okay, Post so when we got to the more paranormal shift after into paranormal activity. Okay, so yeah, that They're was when it, it was all pretty ghost-based after that. I will say number five mm -hmm. is uh, the '90s horror movies, which are all ironic commentaries. That is probably the safest genre for me because there's always an element of comedy. They are always aware that it's a horror movie. So, mm -hmm. the first category. Yep. Classic horror movies. Yeah. This is the safest genre. None of these will scare you. Yeah. And, but also... Confirmed. None of these will really scare you that much. I am not a huge fan of a lot of these movies. I understand that they are important. But, you know, you've but got your... they're boring. Hey. Hey, come on. I know things have been rough at home, but you don't have to act out during class. Throwing spitballs. Boring. <laughs> anyway, so you've got uh, you've got your Dracula. I'll say it. I don't really like the movie Dracula. <laughs> I know that's a very basic, uh, uh, sort of fundamental movie in like American cinema, but like, nah, man, Dracula's boring as hell. Like, you watch. Okay, so there's other horror movies from the same time that I've seen that are way more interesting. Dracula is so boring. There's so little of Dracula, and you just want to watch him because, you know, he's Dracula. And it's the Bela Lugosi. He's very interesting. You know, he's he's giving a good performance as Dracula. But the whole movie is just like they put the camera down, and it doesn't move. Every shot is just the camera is sitting there, and it doesn't move. It is a boring movie to watch. Now, uh, a little more interesting, you've got uh, the silent movie version of Phantom of the Opera, which was uh it, it's it's been like partially destroyed in so many ways almost none of phantom of the opera is like 
surviving. Like you can watch the movie for a while. It was streaming on Netflix. Actually, it's 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 weenie approved. It's, it's from the twenties. It's not great, but it is. Uh, I I would say it's kind of worth watching. It's fitting for spooky season, but it's not fun. You know what I hate more than anything? Spooky season. The the, the phrase spooky season and the fact that you just said out loud it's fitting for spooky season. Dude, I'm so tired. You're so tired. You're doing that shitty accent from the Californians. Yeah. At any rate, Molly. Uh, my uh, I would say the Invisible Man, pretty darn good. You watch it. It's from the 40s. You're like, I don't know how they did any of this. There were no computers. This looks great. There is some there is some special effects within the uh, the Invisible Man where you're just like, holy shit, that's impressive. And uh, the actual Invisible Man is fun is a fun character. He's like he goes completely insane. He's mm-hmm. the, he's this guy. He tries out this invisibility formula and it just makes him cuckoo. He just starts talking like an insane supervillain. It's great. Thoughts on the new uh, Invisible Man? Molly, why would I watch it? I'm scared. I enjoyed it uh, way more than I thought I would. I am scared. I didn't watch it. It's not Weenie Approved. It's not Weenie Approved. I'm going to tell you it's not. um, Also probably not like a movie for domestic violence survivors. Just throwing that out there. Most movies should have a content warning of some kind. At any rate, Go ahead. My, uh, but, but what I'm saying about Dracula not being so interesting, what I'm saying about special effects being impressive, uh, the, the sort of marriage of actually interesting to watch and some pretty impressive stuff for the time is, uh, is of course, the Frankenstein movies. And I like the first Frankenstein movie just fine. It's a classic for a reason. It's very, it's very good. It's still worth watching. But my pick for classic horror movie that is weenie certified that you can watch if you are the the most squeamish person on earth, The Bride of Frankenstein. It's the second of the Frankenstein movies, and the it's rest of them movie. are fine. I, it's a I will great say, movie. of the old ones, that's my favorite. Listen, we've got Son of Frankenstein. We've got you know, I don't know. They say Frankenstein's brain. I can never remember the names of all of them because there's a hundred of them. But my favorite is Bride of Frankenstein. It is fascinating. It opens with Mary Shelley, and and she's there with like Lord Byron and whoever, and they're like that Frankenstein story you told was so interesting, Mary Shelley. And then she goes, yes, but what I didn't tell you is there's more to the story. And then they do the Bride of Frankenstein as if it has anything to do with the novel Frankenstein, <laughs> which is a hundred percent different. Than, uh, the, than the actual Frankenstein movie. So anyway, but it opens with Mary Shelley telling a spooky story. They completely just throw out the window that the Frankenstein monster died at the end of the first one. They're just like, nah, he was, he's, he's okay. I believe the Frankenstein monster kills like four people total in the whole movie, which is a lot because I think he only killed two people in the first movie. It's pretty murdersome. And I think, is that the one where you think he's going to murder that child? No, that's the first one. Oh. And he does. Spoiler alert for Frankenstein. He kills a kid. Okay, then maybe I am thinking of the first Frankenstein. Are you thinking of young Frankenstein? No. It's pronounced Frankenstein. Molly, what I'm saying is that The Bride of Frankenstein is fascinating. There are tiny people that live in jars. There is a flamboyant uh, villain to the movie named Dr. Pretorius. There I is. I didn't see this. There is a romantic subplot between uh, Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Henry Frankenstein, not Victor. Uh and his uh, his fiance and uh, their 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 foibles as a as a young loving couple who are out there making monsters and my favorite character in any horror movie a screaming Irish stereotype who is the only one who sees the Frankenstein monster she's the only one she's like you have to believe me there's a monster she's the worst actor on the planet and then everyone's like shut up you hysterical woman you're an Irish. And she goes, you have to believe me. There's a monster. And then, you know, they don't believe Can her. Can you say you're after me lucky charms? They're after me lucky charms. They burnt down the windmill and they destroyed me lucky charms. At any rate, uh, there's also the, 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 the blind man who teaches the Frankenstein monster to love and to speak. Uh, then, of course, the famous Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, it's just a wonderful movie. I actually recommend it. It is hilarious. I don't know how much of it was supposed to be, but it is <laughs> it is an old movie that will actually keep your interest. It is also short. It's like 80 minutes. You can watch the thing very quickly, and you'll have a we great time. We love a short movie. Moving on, we have the beginning of, of slasher movies. These are the first 
movies in history that might actually scare someone unless you are a baby and you watch that movie where the train drives at the screen because you might think that it's coming to kill you. It's terrifying. It still is to this day. No, Molly peed herself when she watched The Great Train Robbery once because that guy shoots the gun at the camera. How dare you? At any rate, uh, our early slashers, of course, uh, you've got you've got things like The Haunting, which is um, was remade in the 90s as The Haunting, and then now it's a Netflix show, The Haunting of, of uh, Hill House. Is that how you, what is oh, it? Oh, is that, I, if that's the remake of that, then yeah, The Haunting of Hill House. And then well, this week, The Haunting of, I think it's called Baylor Manor, is mm-hmm. the second season. Well, Super it's excited. they're all based on a book called um, The Haunting of Hill House by... Uh, 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 Shirley Jackson, the lady who wrote The Lottery. I was going to say Shelley Winters. Shelley Duvall wrote a book. It's called uh, The Haunting no. of Hell. No, yeah. but, uh, so so that one's pretty tolerable for a squeamish person. Uh, let me be clear. The Haunting of Hill House is not. No, and that's what I'm just saying is that like it's relevant to modern times. Yep. You might know, you might learn a little bit about the story of it. I don't know how close they are, but uh, it's totally doable. The original Haunting from uh, the, the 50s or 60s. I don't know. Who cares? Then, of course, we've got The Birds, a movie that would actually terrify Molly. Oh, my God. I could never watch that film, and it's not <laughs> funny that everyone suggests it when they find out I'm afraid of birds. Yeah. But the birds is is if you are scared of birds, it's scary. Otherwise, it's a movie where people are chucking fake birds at a phone booth. Uh, I I do think that a weenie can handle it unless they are scared of birds. Uh, but my recommendation, of course, for early horror movies has got to be Psycho. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. It is uh, tense. Uh, I recently, uh, as in last Halloween, back when we could go to real schools, I watched it with some friends of mine. And, uh, and and you know what? They all had a roaring good time. They had not seen the film. They seemed to enjoy it just fine. It, it actually does build up a little tension. And I will say it is one of the few movies that if you don't know the twist ending, you genuinely don't know where the movie is going when you watch it. Because there are some turns where you just, if you've seen the movie, you know, you're just like, what's the rest of the story? It feels like the story is over. Didn't we just finish the way a movie would end? Or like, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. It is genuinely good. Parts of it have not aged well. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the 60s. Not a good time. Moving on. (laughs) Psycho, a classic. Also, Have um, you seen the remakes? I'm curious. The remake of Psycho? With Vince Vaughn. Uh, with Vince Vaughn, I've seen it beca- because we watched uh, in my music and film class mm-hmm. years ago. We had to watch it, and uh, my teacher showed it to us, and she warned us ahead of time that there's a scene in the original where Norman Bates is spying on a woman, mm-hmm. and she warned us that in the remake, when Vince Vaughn is spying on that woman, he is is breathing heavily, and it is implied that he is. Uh, Yep, you don't even have to finish the sentence. So, uh, but but then one of the kids in my class went, wait, that's not what was happening in the original? <laughs> like, the kid thought they made a movie in the 60s where a guy was just jagging off on screen. It was I mean, very... Oh, sorry, boops the mic. I have to take that line back again. <clears throat> Excuse me? Yeah, okay, we have... Rolling? Sound speed? <clears throat> the kid in my class believed a man in the 60s was a jerking off. Well, I do think that's probably what the writer wanted to imply, but that we would not allow on the, mm-hmm. on the, the screen. Mm-hmm. And let, let me yield my time after that. Um, no, I never, I, I'm going to get attacked for this, but I don't particularly like Psycho. Yeah. I find it very boring, most likely because I know the twist yeah. and I knew the twist going in. Um, it's pretty much But the spoiled. fact that, you know, a lot of the movie, like you said, there's a part where you think the movie should be over. Yeah. And to me, the whole part up to that, I was like, why am I watching this movie? I am not interested. Oh, I, I, the first time I saw Psycho, there was like real tension. If nothing else, the music just makes you feel on edge. I'm a big I fan. I do like the music. I'll give it that. Yes. Uh, moving on to the 70s. Yes. The grimiest, grittiest era of We're horror getting movies. into real color here. Here's the thing. If we want to talk about 70s horror movies, there are some ones that don't quite count, but that are technically horror movies. For instance, Alien is a horror movie, but it's also a science fiction movie, and you've also seen the grossest part of it already. I don't necessarily recommend Alien for a weenie. All right, if you're a weenie, you might not want to watch Alien because it is actually still pretty gross. Also, a little boring. I know that it's building tension, and maybe when you walked into a movie theater in like 78, you were ready for this kind of thing, but to a modern audience, it's a little slow. Aliens from the 80s, the sequel, 
way more tolerable to a weenie. It's literally just an action movie where some people don't make it out. So it's a lot more tolerable, a lot less scary, way grosser. Everything is slimier. I don't know why they decided to do it, but they made everything slimier. They were like, we're doing a sequel. This one's an action movie. Everybody got big guns. Everybody's tough. Everything is covered in a viscous layer of goo. <clears throat> Along the same lines, Jaws. Jaws is a movie that most weenies can make it through. It's mostly suspense. There's not a ton of horror. It is technically a horror film, but it's one of those things that is just a respected classic movie at this point. I'm a big fan and of Jaws. It's more of a summer film than a Halloween. Exactly. You don't really watch Jaws around Halloween time. That's why I wouldn't necessarily include it on the list. Now, I will say, of, of horror movies from the 70s that I have no tolerance for and am actually scared of... And all weenies should avoid, all Double Blow and Bubble Babies should avoid the film The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because when you watch that movie, you're 90% sure they're just filming like real murderers. It is so gross and so nasty. The movie looks like it smells bad. I have never finished watching The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I never will finish watching The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It looked like somebody ran the whole movie through a bucket of piss and then put it in a projector. It is so nasty. I want to see it. I've never gotten to it because that's always what people have said about it to yeah. me. But uh, Well, you also weren't allowed to watch The Exorcist, which not recommended for oh weenies. God, I'm still not allowed to watch The Exorcist, which is You're bullshit. You're a grown woman. Oh, no, I keep planning to. It's just every time I say I'm going to... My mom makes a really big deal about it, and I'm like, uh, but now I'm like becoming more of a weenie, so I'm like, yeah. maybe I shouldn't watch it because yeah. I went through a haunted hallway at school, and this girl was like being creepy, yeah, and I was like, oh no, what if it's like that? Yeah, because she was being the girl from The Exorcist. Well, moving on, we've got Carrie. I don't necessarily find the movie Carrie that frightening, uh, but there's too much bullying. So I don't like to watch it. It's not a fun one. It's it's very popular. It's a beloved classic movie. I'm not a huge fan. I'll say it. I don't think Carrie is all that in a bag of chips. I have not seen the remake or the musical version of Carrie. But is it weenie approved? No, but a weenie could make it through it. If you had a Halloween party and they put on Carrie, you don't need to use one of your anxiety excuses to get out of it because you're going to be fine. You're just going to be a little uncomfortable with some of the, how do I say, bullying a girl for getting her period in gym class. You're going to feel uncomfortable when you watch it. Because yeah. it feels a little too real. Yeah. Moving on. One weenie approved. Now, I, I will say that the following film is still scary, but a weenie can do it. If a weenie hunkers down, they can make it through the original 1978 Halloween. Halloween is pretty yeah. creepy, but it is old enough at this point that it can't hurt you. That is my feeling on Halloween. But because it is still pretty creepy i don't pick it it is not my choice for for a 70s horror movie my choice for a 70s horror movie that a weenie can make it through is literally from 1980 it was filmed in 79 <laughs> look 1980 the 70s are so gross i can't even give you one from the 70s that you can watch safely my recommendation is halloween 2 more of the night he came home which is literally the tagline on the poster and it's a very bad tagline the original halloween is halloween the night he came home because Michael Myers is a spooky killer. And then for the sequel, they go more of the night he came home. Not threatening. It's no Ducky Momo the movie. It'll have you coming back for, for Momo. Momo. Beautiful. Uh, no, but Halloween 2 is not as good as Halloween 1. And that is why a weenie can do it. And I would argue if you watch 2 first, then you can watch 1 no problem. Because you already know what's going to happen. Because you know it's bad. Yes. Halloween 2 is not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's really hokey. It's really silly. Halloween 2 just isn't very scary. And that is why you can make it through all of the blood in the movie. There's there's two kinds of blood in the whole movie. Anytime somebody gets stabbed or is bleeding, the blood is like bright pink. And then sometimes blood will like drip on the floor and it is clearly red acrylic paint. It like it has the little air bubble in it that paint gets. It is very easy to make it through if you're a weenie. It is uh, a total just turn your brain off. You can laugh at it. It's fun. I'm a big fan. That being said, I have one problem with the movie. Uh, there's there's naked people in it. I don't I don't like it. 
I don't. I listen. I got no problem with naked people. I got no problem with with nudity, with uh, sex, and I have no problem with violence. I don't like them together. That's the element of horror movies that always wigs me out. And I'm doing Bernie Sanders hands. I don't know why. Because he'd probably agree. <laughs> I don't want to. Do I'll the make Bernie that voice. claim for Bernie. I'm not gonna do the Bernie voice. Listen. I just feel like for too long the top one percent of the top one percent. No, it. I don't know why it just it kind of wigs me out. Like I'm fine for some reason. I'm fine with a person being naked, and I'm fine with murder. I'm not okay with a naked person being murdered. Are you afraid that it's going to translate into? Forming a sexual attraction that you think is dangerous. No, I don't <laughs> think so, Molly. I I don't think so. No, it just comes down to like it, it because it's always very lingering. It's always very like, look, boobs. Like in Halloween 2, we see a man's butt. Fine. Nice butt. Good job. He's naked in the scene. There's a butt. But there's like a lingering shot of this woman's breasts. And first of all, I'm not body shaming anyone, but she must be in the coldest room on earth because those things look like bullets. And, <laughs> and like, it's absurd when you see it. But also, like, why are we lingering on this? And then when that woman eventually dies in the film, she is still topless and they are still kind of lingering on, ooh, ah, naked. And it feels like they're trying to somehow titillate you with violence. It's always just an element of horror movies that I am very uncomfortable with. And yeah. so that's my warning. My only thing with that, the reason it only bothers me is that not that I have a problem watching it. It's that then I have developed the fear of being murdered in the shower and the mm. cops finding my naked dead body, See, which shouldn't matter, but it does. Somehow this doesn't bother me as much in Psycho because it's the 60s and they're not allowed to show you any real naked people. So she just, you, you, when, when you see people naked, you see a person showering in Psycho very famously, you're kind of like... This it feels like she's in a one piece bathing suit the whole time. And I know that that might just be my brain justifying it, but like somehow in Psycho it doesn't bother me as much because it's such a prudish. It that being said, in the remake of Psycho, black and white. in the remake of Psycho, you're right, black and white does help. But in the remake of Psycho, um she is she is nude and and there's like there's like more lingering on her butt. Like it just it's every horror movie does this and it, I I'm not a big fan of it at any rate. Mhm. Uh, moving on, we've got 80s horror movies. There are plenty of 80s horror movies that you as a weenie can make it through because there's just so many goddamn 80s horror movies. Now, if a big kid tries to talk you into watching a real scary movie, like one of the first three Friday the 13th movies, or I don't know, something with a vampire maybe, <laughs> don't do it. There are plenty of dorky goofy, easily watchable 80s horror movies that you can get through. First of all, we got things like Gremlins, which is too much of a Christmas movie to watch this Halloween, but is still kind of a horror movie. It is largely a comedy. Once the monsters show up, it's a laugh riot. Same thing, Gremlins 2, out-and-out comedy. Wacky slapstick nonsense that I have made Molly watch too many times. Mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of 80s horror movies, you can make it through, let's say, Jason Takes Manhattan which is the eighth of the Friday the 13th movies, it is the one where he goes to New York City. 90% of the movie is spent on a fucking boat. You don't get to New York until the last 10 minutes of the damn movie. But the murders are pretty tame. It's like, I'm throwing an anchor at a guy, or I'm throwing a lady at a mirror. That kind of thing. You can make it through most of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. See, and I knew you were going to put this on here, and I'm quite surprised by that. Nightmare on Elm Street... The first one is scary. The first Nightmare on Elm Street is genuinely pretty upsetting. If you're a weenie, there's I don't want to talk about it because I have seen that one and it that one does kind of freak me out. There's some stuff I don't like the notion of like you can't escape your dreams and everything, but and but then okay, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 ends with Freddy Krueger running around a pool party throwing kids on the barbecue and saying things like, surf's up, bitch. Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. 3, uh, is that the one where he has the video game controller? Is that 5? All the later Nightmare on Elm Street movies delve into comedies. I'd watch out for the remake, though, because, again, once you get into remake yeah. territory, we start getting into creepy well, again. Uh, you could probably watch Freddy versus Jason, though. I wouldn't. 
<laughs> no. I no, mean, I wouldn't because it's a bad movie. No, if but... you're a weenie, it's still too much, but it's also not fun enough. There's some really great stuff in that movie. Like, there's some really good moments of, like, the Freddy versus Jason stuff, which mm -hmm. is fine. It's like superheroes. It's like wrestling. It's not hard to watch. Yeah. What it, you know, but the early 2000s of it all, there's some homophobic yeah. things said about Freddy Krueger. Fair enough. At any rate. Um, so you can make it through a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I will say the first one is genuinely scary. Um, Halloween 4 is kind of scary, but... I, I, w I would say that a weenie can make it through for the same reason they can make it through Halloween 2, and that is Dr. Samuel Loomis, the insane psychiatrist character whose mission in life is to track down Michael Myers and stop him from killing again. His character arc across these movies isn't so much an arc as it is a straight line down into pure insanity. By the second one, he's like holding police officers at gunpoint. By the time you get to the fourth, he's all scarred and burnt and he's weird and old. He truly is the hammiest actor on the planet and I love it. I love when he screams <laughs> at people. It's so good. So you can make it through because of that. I thought you were going to say you could make it through because they're going to ultimately ignore everything that happens yes. in that one anyway. <laughs> so you can just convince yourself none of it ever happened. That's the thing about Halloween is that none of them except the original happen. And maybe that's why the original is frightening is because in every conceivable timeline, somehow the original Halloween happens. happens. In the H2O timeline, in the 4 through 6 and timeline. In real life. Yeah. Da, na, 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 na. At any rate, but my 80s horror movie that you can totally make it through also came out in 1980, like Halloween 2, but is a lot less goofy, is The Shining. The Shining is creepy. The Shining is scary, but I'll tell you right now, every scary part of The Shining you have seen on like an episode of The Simpsons. I'm gonna, Danny might be a weenie, and he might be the one being able to certify these, but I'm going to disagree. You're still scared of The Shining? The Shining is one of those movies where it's like, it's not horrifying in the typical horror way. Yeah. Like You're not going to get jump scared, but it's pretty scary it's very unsettling yeah no but it's to me it's it's a very simple story the ending is not terribly downbeat uh it is not a hopeless story no but it's mostly it just creeped out while i will say it. that watching the movie version of the shining it's basically just like here is a crazy alcoholic guy he torments his family ghosts are involved but at a certain point they it might as well not be real like it it is mostly just crazy man with an axe and I it proceed doesn't, with caution it doesn't end that sad I now, give you a <clears throat> yellow light now this one I will say like I said The Shining is genuinely quite unsettling it is a scary movie but I think you can do it if only because you know everything that's going to happen whether or not you've seen the movie yeah. You know about the creepy twins in the hallway. You know about that spooky naked woman in the bathtub. You know about, here's Johnny. You know about everything. You know, you have practically seen The Shining whether or not you've ever watched it. And that's why you can make it through is because when somebody walks into a room with an axe, you know what's going to happen next. At any rate, that is my pick for an 80s horror movie. And now on to the 90s ironic era of horror movies. I'm curious about one that you skipped. What did I, what Maybe did I skip? you don't consider it horror. What? Or maybe I don't know the year it came out. The Thing? The Thing from 1982 uh, is one of my favorite horror movies, but I would never put a fellow weenie in harm's way like that. I love The Thing despite it scaring me. That movie is actually gross. It actually unnerves me. By the end of it, it's just an action movie, but I wouldn't show a weenie that movie. Really? It depends on the I weenie. I would show a weenie that movie before The Shining. Mm, mm. This is where you and I disagree. I'm not so unsettled by like spooky ghosts because I don't believe in ghosts or anything like that. So they're not unsettling to me at all. But like the thing is just genuinely gross to watch. The special effects are beautiful. And yeah. because of like they don't look any worse now than they did in 1982. And because of that, I wouldn't show it to a true weenie. Okay. So someone who's squeamish. If you're squeamish, if you can't look at blood, and I can't look at blood, like okay. that's the thing unsettles me okay. in that way. But that is another one where it's like, without giving away what happens, that is a hopeless situation. Yeah. That is a no-win scenario. The Shining, the, the, like I know that you that won't- That feels hopeless. No, I know that you won't accept this, but from a movie-making standpoint, The Shining has a happy ending with a spooky stinger. Yeah, no, I understand like, that. They, like, 
The Shining has a happy ending. A really scary horror movie doesn't. Like now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, there's that unsettling tag with the there with the is. photo. And and isn't that scary? And it's like, no, because I don't care about that guy. I don't care if his immortal soul is trapped there forever because he was a crazy asshole. It's not like the kid is trapped there forever. It's a happy ending. They get out. Now they're traumatized and the kid still has voices in his head. But you know what? They make it out. The thing is a fucking hopeless, okay, dire mean, situation. Yeah. The, well, OK. That is the difference between you and a weenie, a true weenie. I don't know what you're de- declaring as a weenie. I'm going by my own personal weeniness, man. Okay, okay. And I wouldn't show a weenie I the thing. I would show a weenie the thing, and I wouldn't show them The Shining, the, just for the record. The Thing is a great movie, and I love it. It is my favorite, probably yeah. my favorite horror movie. It's really up there for me. Yeah. And I love me some Kurt Russell. Wish there was a little more it's... nudity in that horror film. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> sexism. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that. But. Oh, that's I was I started doing like a rare, like a Kurt Russell's sexy thing, but then it just yeah, but then you were scaring him away. Well, if you've seen the thing, you know something about transforming into dogs. Yeah, I don't now talk about moving it. on, nineties horror movies. This is where everything gets all ironic, and it gets huh. ironic because of the Scream series. Isn't I enjoy ironic. That's my favorite horror movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's honestly this era of horror movies is like a thousand spoons when all you need is a knife. It is it is like rain on your wedding day. It's like a free ride when you already paid. Yeah. This era of horror movies is super ironic. No, this era of horror movies is all references. The 80s had so many horror movies, we started to just laugh at the concept of a horror movie. We were at the point where- it, They gave us what we needed. In the last Freddy Krueger movie uh, that came out in the 80s, he dresses up like the Wicked Witch of the West and flies past a girl's window, window and says, I'll get you, my pretty. Mace window. He flies past her mace window. No, uh, th- but they so- really captured what people were feeling. Yeah, man, like, they did. We needed that. Now the Scream series is is really what kicks off the whole irony trend. I enjoy the Scream movies. I will not recommend them to a weenie. If you're a I weenie, her. if you're a weenie, and they put on Scream at your Halloween party that you're definitely not having this year because of the pandemic, but. If you're at a Halloween party in the future and someone puts on Scream, you might be able to get through if you just rem- if you focus on the comedy elements, if you yeah. focus on people uh, referencing horror movies. If you tell yourself you're actually watching scary movie and not yeah. Scream, you'll get through it. You so you might be able to make it through Scream. Uh, same for t- Scream two through four. I I enjoy all of them. I enjoy three the least. I enjoy. Mm, Honestly, I really just like Scream 1, yeah. and I enjoyed Scream 4 when I saw it, but I only saw it once years I ago. I only saw Scream 4 once. I'm I, excited for Scream 5. I'm so excited for Scream 5. I That's one of those series. I'd watch a million of them. I really yeah. would. I don't care how ridiculously like it gets drawn out, but I will yeah. say this. Um, I think that that's another way you get through the Scream series is you just remind yourself there's four more. There's, there's three also, more. Yes. Like, you know, like, there's going to be more somebody's got to make it out. Yes, and that's another thing that I enjoy about... Uh, uh, the the Scream movies were directed by Wes Craven, mm-hmm. and he, he passed away a few years ago, so he's not going to be doing Scream 5, obviously. Um, but they were directed by Wes Craven, who also directed uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and he makes a cameo in Scream in a bright red and green sweater wearing a fedora as a janitor named Freddy, which is the worst joke in Scream. No, it's the best. It's the worst, because who dresses like that? Like, it's so obvious that it's a reference to Freddy Krueger. It's like fucking Henry Winkler pops his head out of a door and goes, hey, Freddy, what are you doing in the hallway? And then it's Wes Craven dressed like Freddy Krueger, and he goes, oh, boss. It's I stupid. Love it. anyway, You'd put it in your movie. And yes, you know I it. would, but I'm not Wes Craven. Anyway, so Wes Craven uh, did the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and that is also a movie where, spoiler alert, the main girl survives and is like, like there's a spooky tag at the end where they're like, oh, Freddy's still out there. But I, I enjoy the attempt to sort of build characters through a horror series because it's really hard to watch something like Friday the 13th where it's just like, next movie, we don't even care if the girl made it out. Yeah, you know, especially when like the... There's always like one final girl. Yeah. But a lot of times, that next movie, they're just like, that girl died in a plane crash, you know? Even Halloween pulls that shit. Very Final Destination. Yeah, Final Destination on a DVD extra kills off its main character. 
Such horseshit. Anyway, um, my favorite of these ironic movies is also a Wes Craven movie. It's called New Nightmare. It is my favorite because it's barely even a horror movie. It's not that scary. A weenie could make it through New Nightmare. Uh, I know I am one. Uh, I am scared of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I am not scared of New Nightmare, but I love New Nightmare. It is right before Scream, Wes Craven did this movie where he plays Wes Craven, the actress who was the main star of the first and third fri- uh, the f- first and third. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. She plays herself, Heather Langenkamp. The actor who plays Freddy Krueger is in the movie as both Freddy Krueger and as Robert England, an actor who plays Freddy Krueger. It's a very, like, Freddy Krueger basically comes to the real world, is the idea. The idea is that there is something out there that has always haunted people's dreams, and that is what Freddy Krueger is inspired by. And so it is haunting this woman because she's involved with the with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I love this movie. I don't care what anyone fucking says about it. It's great. There's a lot of great callbacks to the original Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not scary in the slightest. There's a part where Freddy Krueger pops up in the sky real big, like he's in the the SpongeBob musical where uh, where this kitchen's not the same <laughs> without you. It, he literally does. It's just a grill. It's just a greasy spoon. It's not a scary movie, but I love it. No scary movie includes a reading of Hansel and Gretel. I remember Danny when this movie. I guess came out on some kind of like I just special edition or something. There was like a I don't know. I think it was just. Oh, I don't know. Danny bought this movie, and I can picture Danny in a younger him voice saying the words "New Nightmare." And when you just said that, it like sent me back in time it's a little. It's a very catchy title. Yeah. Say "New Nightmare," and I was so confused because Danny like always talked about how he hated scary movies, and I'm like, "Why are you watching this? It doesn't make any sense to me." And then yeah. he puts this movie on, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I?" <laughs> I left and then came back, and yeah. I was like. Did I miss some? I I was so disappointed. I thought he was gonna get into like a really scary film, and then it no. was not. And uh, yeah, I continued to have my interests, and for that, Molly was furious. Moving on. Yeah, yeah I shame you. I like New Nightmare, but my favorite '90s horror movie, the last movie on our little list of weenie-approved horror movies, is a little film called Halloween H2O. What can I say? About the greatest film ever made. No, uh, Halloween H2O is spooky enough that you will go, oh, oh, what's going to happen? There's very little blood. There's a murder or two. There's some parts where you're going to go, ooh, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. There's some laughs. But more than anything, there is one of the greatest lead performances in any film by Ms. Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, the newest Halloween film treads a lot of the same ground. Halloween H2O is a sequel to Halloween 2. It ignores Halloween's uh, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Halloween 3 is ignored by everything because it's an unrelated movie. Uh, but it, it ignores 4, 5, and 6, so it's just a sequel to Halloween 2. And the new Halloween, Halloween 2018, just a sequel to Halloween 1. For a more in-depth explanation, please listen to our episode about ignoring the sequel. Yeah, we get real into Halloween in that episode. But Halloween H2O, purely a sequel to the uh, second to Halloween 2, another weenie-approved film. Halloween H2O is not as realistic as the new Halloween. The new Halloween is gritty and dark, and Jamie Lee Curtis plays uh, a traumatized person who has not dealt with their issues in a healthy way. She plays it to a T. She's perfect in that movie. But in this movie, she is playing her Freaky Friday character, but one time that character got scared by Michael Myers. She is an overprotective mother. She uh, is a very professional businesswoman. In this case, she works at a school. Yeah, her real Freaky Friday character, let me be clear. Not yes. once she switches bodies. Yeah, no, she's not playing Lindsay Lohan in this. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if she just talked like a teen girl for the whole movie? Anyway, but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is incredible in this movie. She will make you laugh. She'll make you cry. She Every time I get to the end of this movie, I cheer and clap involuntarily. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it is great. Don't watch Halloween Resurrection, which is the immediate next movie. Waste of your time. Just not good. Don't watch it. But I love Halloween H2O, and I highly recommend it to other weenies because it will give you the feeling that you have seen a big boy horror movie. It will make you feel like you've been just as scared as you would if you watched a real one, but it's not going to do anything scary. It's a gentle lover, Halloween H2O. It's a fun ride. It will satisfy you. It will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. I can say this. It's better than cats. Halloween H2O is my favorite weenie-approved horror movie, and I would watch it every day if given the chance, if only for the magnificent performance of Ms. Jamie Lee Curtis. That's really all I got about horror movies. I don't like a lot of them. Well, you like 
liked the Saw movies, but you would not recommend those to a No, I didn't recommend them to me. I enjoy them because they turn into a soap opera. Yeah. And you guys were watching them, and so I watched along because we were visiting family. Yeah. And you decided we're going to watch a bunch of movies that Danny would not enjoy. But you made it through them all. Like, I I was proud. And and I haven't seen Jigsaw. Oh, I bought it, right? I told you you, I got the DVD. DVD, We're going to watch it. Um, And then I can't wait for the new movie to come out because I love Chris Rock. It looks too scary. The new film Spiral from the Book of Saw. Too scary looking. That being said, Samuel L. Jackson is in it, so I will be there. Love Samuel L. Jackson as well. Um, yeah, but just I, excited to see Chris Rock in a serious role. I've never really seen it before. Oh, I he's mean, doing Fargo, which is does yeah, a but dramedy. I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, that's kind of what Saw is. That's yeah. a, a hardy, comma, calmer. Co- co- I can't do it. Yeah, you're not gonna. Um, you don't like Final Destination? Nope. Nope. Even though it. those are pretty tame, I just don't like them. They're, they could get. They just make you they afraid to live life. They, they get, get nasty. nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know of any other Much ones like Britney Spears whispering in the background of the song Boys, it gets nasty. All comes back to Austin with you, doesn't it? Yeah, baby. All, All right. That's a good list, Danny. You did a, a good, good job. Proud of you. you. Thank you. I'm very proud. What song do you want to fade out over? Um, do you want to fade out? I, here's one pitch I have. Okay, I'll take it. It might be too spooky, but there is a really beautiful orchestral version of the Halloween theme from H2O mm. that plays when they have the Dr. Loomis monologue. He does In the first Halloween movie, there's this spooky monologue about, when I met Michael Myers, there was nothing left. Black eyes, the devil's eyes. They wanted to use that monologue for the opening of H2O, but the audio from the original movie was not good enough to use. First of all, they couldn't find it without the music mixed in the background. Second of all, it was recorded in the 70s. It doesn't sound that great. So what they did was they had Tom Kane, the guy who plays uh, the professor on the Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> do a Dr. Loomis impression that is about as accurate as my crappy Dr. Loomis impression. Uh, and they just had him record the exact same monologue over this like really sweeping movie musical version of the Halloween score. So maybe we should fade out over that. Sure. Or do you have a funny one? I, okay. I don't have a funny one. I don't, okay. I don't think I got anything. I think uh, that's good. It's honestly, that version of the Halloween theme kind of gets me pumped. It's yeah. kind of like, ooh, we're in for a ride, baby. I'm ready. The air tonight felt very Halloween-like <laughs> out. I was very excited. <laughs> We've got some good stuff coming up for you this yeah. month. We hope you have a happy Halloween season. Yeah. I will say, um, in the newest Halloween, 2018, they mm-hmm. also have a fake Dr. Loomis Ooh. recording. There's, I won't. I, it's just a recording of him that plays at one point in the movie. They're listening to a tape of his like recommendation of what should be done with Michael, mm. and that impression I'm is. Sure, per- they followed that to yes. a T. But that impression is perfect. Like the the Tom Kane one is, you can kind of tell it's the professor from the Powerpuff Girls. It's John. Uh, it's not Johnny Bravo. To What's be fair, name? in my mind, he does turn into Doctor Loomis. It's, that, yeah. That's his origin. The professor story. from the Powerpuff Girls. You can kind of hear it when it's Tom Kane, but the one from 2018 is a perfect, perfect. much better than my. They resurrected him from yes. the dead. Um, so, at all right, any rate. enjoy it. Run. This has been the pants are too tight. Please tweet us. Please follow us on Instagram. Yes. Please interact with us, folks. Yeah. Let us know if you have any recommendations for horror films for uh, weenies, and if you uh, don't agree with Danny's recommendations, yell at him. I mean, maybe don't yell at me. Molly, I think um, what I'm going to do Mm -hmm. is I am going to read, as we fade out into that orchestral version of the Halloween theme, I'm going to do my really shitty Dr. Loomis impression, but I'm going to read to you the tape of him from the new Halloween, okay? Okay. It's not a spoiler for the movie. Better not. My suggestion is termination. Death is the only solution for Michael. There is nothing to be gained from keeping evil alive. One shot of sodium troponinol, I couldn't say the chemical, would render him unconscious. It'll make, <laughs> I'll be with him to make sure his life is extinguished. My ear on his chest to hear for myself that his vitals no longer function and immediately incinerate the body. It needs to die. It needs to die. It needs to die. It like the tape warbles at the end. Is, it needs to die. You know, that kind of thing. Wow. This has been... The pants are too tight. Please, run from this place. This evil, evil podcast. Terminate it. Destroy the podcast. There is nothing to be gained from leaving the podcast alive. The blackest eye. Devil's eye. I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no conscience, 
no understanding, even the most rudimentary sense of life and death, good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. 